Hardwired for Life. grow and change and do life so that's why we're doing this yeah so welcome and enjoy Kingdomites. That's Sharon Lucy. And that's Jenna Rawling. And we're already laughing. And it's the end of the year. We can't believe it. I know. I'm, I just... It's, and it is Monday. It is Monday. What? I know, right? <laughs> it was a long week last week, girl. It was a super long week. I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas holiday. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, ours was a little crazy and fun. It was really fun, actually. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, seeing family... That's always fun mm -hmm. yes, and, and a little overwhelming to me because I'm, I don't do that well in <laughs> social situations like that with a bunch of people. I'm just too sensitive. So sometimes I'm like, oh gosh, I can't handle this, <laughs> <laughs> but it's over now. And I've decided not to do anything for new year's. <laughs> I, I, at first I was like, Let's have people over. Let's do it again, you know. And then, but yeah, that that quickly died away when I realized how tired I was and the mess that I had to clean up, right? <laughs> the price of people. The price of people. But not, a, not a bad thing. No. How many times have I said that though? Oh, people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so a uh, little housekeeping. Our uh, website is located at hardwiredforlife.com. Make sure to, to visit us. We blog and we post our podcasts there. And what else do we do? I don't know. It's been a little <laughs> slow lately. Yeah. We well. Yeah. We have we have a guest blogger on there. By the way, her name's Tammy Peltier. Yes. Uh, she's up and coming. She's very prophetic and has a wonderful person about her. So get on there and read it. We just posted those. Yeah, we invite you guys to do that. I think we said this before. If you have something to write or art or whatever, uh, email. Absolutely. Because we're all part of God's kingdom. Yes. And we need to share in that. And so Sharon and I are able to supply you a platform to do that. Yes, and we're super happy to do it too. We want you to email us. Absolutely. That, that would be amazing. Nobody and, did it for us. <laughs> right? So we want to be able to do it for other people because you're all valid and valuable. Exactly. And effectual in the kingdom. And our email address is hardwired365 at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's that. So the topic around this house, or at least in my life, has been fatherlessness. Mm, deep subject. Yes. But I would like to not just talk about fatherlessness, because that is a deep subject, but also the hope yes. that there is. Uh, and and I'll, I'm going to start off with, uh, that, was, that was a fish, by the way. 
<laughs> Sometimes fish jump. They do this. I don't know. You can't stop them. Uh, but I wanted to start with Psalm 68, 5 and 6, just because it's pretty, to me, it's very inspiring. I grew up without a father. And when I did have a father for very short periods of time, uh, it, it did not go well. So, uh, and the only father figure, really the only father figure in my life was my grandfather, uh, which was fine, but I ended up losing him at a pretty young age too. So I've been an orphan. Uh, and, and when you're an orphan, there's something missing. Mm -hmm. It's very deep. Yeah, it's, it's really hard, you know? Uh, so Psalm 68, five and six, it says to the fatherless, he is a father. I love that. Yes. To the widow, he is a champion friend. To the lonely, he makes them part of a family. To the prisoners, he leads into prosperity until they sing for joy. This is our holy God in his holy place. But for the rebels, there is heartache and despair. Mm. Yeah. But, I mean, how beautiful right? that Father God is our Abba Father and He's there for us. And, you know, there there was a time, you know, not having a father that I, I felt really sad, you know. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, it sucks that I don't have a dad, right. you know. And I had a friend tell me, well, at least you're not like me. I had a dad and now I've got so much to overcome that my relationship with Father God is is strained. Mm, and that that's how it works too. Right, because she learned the the negative father image. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so she couldn't grasp the Holy Father's image. You know, she couldn't understand how he would treat her. Where I could go right in and adopt everything that God had for me yes. because he's the perfect father. Yes. And, and he has been, he's been my daddy this, this whole time, uh, obviously, but, uh, the reason that this is coming up for me lately is that my thought, my biological father, we found him. So, mm -hmm. you know, 51 years later and I finally find out who he is and I haven't talked to him yet. I haven't, you know, I, I'm still in shock that he's, he's real. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do feel like there's a little piece of my identity puzzle that's been put into place and that's, that's important. I, I didn't realize that I would feel that, you know, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I knew it was missing, right? But even without talking to him, mm -hmm. hearing his voice, mm -hmm. just knowing that my aunt and my grandma on on my father's side, who found me through a DNA website uh, about a year and a half ago, they were looking for him and they ended up finding me. And so I have this new family and haven't... So I ha he has... My new father, my new father, I don't know what to right. call him. What do you call him? No, I call this guy. Uh, so new father, he, uh, he has talked to them. And so he is real. He exists. And it, it's just blows my mind. 
Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, yeah, I can't even imagine. I know we all have different dad experiences, so, but one that you knew could or could not be there at somewhere right. is very difficult. Uh, I had a dad who was there, but emotionally absent. Mm -hmm. And seriously, I, I know you people aren't even going to believe this, but I don't think I had more than actual 10 conversations with the man my whole life. Then I find out later he wasn't a talker even with my mom. I mean, they were best friends, which is kind of weird, but he wasn't a big talker. However, and I didn't really have much attachment. I went through a sozo, I'm getting personal here. And they said, oh, you don't have any attachment to your father. And I was like, hmm, that makes a lot of sense. However, it worked in my benefit. We were, Jana and I were talking about this yesterday about some other stuff, how even though the enemy has gone after, after certain things, that will be the thing that uh, God uses the most. But I was completely detached from my father. However, Father God had all of me. I was a latchkey kid. My parents were good to us, but not engaged with us like they should have been. I'll just say it like that. So, but it worked out in God's favor and God knew the family I'd be in. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and I have to, I think all of us who have lived without a father or with a dysfunctional uh, paternal influence. Yes. Um, you know, we, we, we need God so badly at that yes. point, you know, that we are able to jump right in, you know, and, but, but I do want to talk about some of the, the things that we fatherless experience. And of course the biggest one is abandonment and, and rejection. Yes. You know, um, whether you understand that you've been abandoned or not, you have been. Do you know what I mean? And it's abandonment is it's lonely. I think it's a literal like break in your spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a fracture. Yeah, there's point. no bonding. Right. There's no and God made us to bond. To bond and to be a family. And so without that bond, we're just sort of floating, you know, and, and isn't that Satan's biggest dream that we have no relationship with father God, you know? And so that's going to be his, his attack on so many people mm -hmm. is, is his, you know, the fathers and the mothers, Yes. but especially the fathers. Yes. Yes. Cause they, they, they carry that weight, that spiritual weight. They're supposed to be the visionary, the protector, the provider, um, there's a couple more things they do. I'm sorry. Well, they, I'm build, they, they build, build our the identity. Yes. They can, they also affirm the identity. Correct. Mom nurtures it. Dad affirms Affirm, it. Right. Which means that if you didn't get that affirmation, you're, you know, like for me, I've, I've had to build my identity uh, from the floor up. Really? Yes, absolutely. You know, and I've had to do that through the word of God. Yes, and you know, I'm, I'm yes. Ahead. I'm sorry. I, I'm going to interrupt her for a minute. I'm really feeling a lot of you are going to identify with this. This is huge because Father God is who we want to attach to. But what I'm okay. This is. I'm sorry. I'm feeling the Lord. This is kind of hard sometimes. So I'm trying to feel Him. Um, in that building process is where we get the identity in the information, but. 
pay attention to that in your your relationship with God and he'll he'll remove what doesn't belong absolutely and he heals and delivers us I'm sorry you guys we're in this passionate conversation yeah. and my neighbors got the blower, uh, going. blower going next door and so I'm really I apologize I wish we had a professional studio you know and all of that but at this point we don't and we are in the house at the dining room table and that's the way it goes so it's a little dose of reality really but mm -hmm. um but we love what we do so let's let's continue that yeah that thought mm -hmm. i think what's really hard is if you had you know ineffective communication with a parent or no communication or bad communication no bonding all the things that we're supposed to have that god creates us with he fills that void and mother and father is part of that it's huge uh what does satan come against attack on the families divorce you know abuse you know we could go on and on and on domestic violence is the cop's number one nightmare they'll tell you that any, oh, yeah. find a cop and ask them what's their worst call they'll tell you that so in saying all that not to be negative it's a good thing that God put that in us but for you it's been a different journey of course with all that you've just stated yeah it it's it's interesting because now I'm only a couple of days away of, of knowing who my father is and and looking at his picture and looking at how I look like him mm-hmm you know and it's bizarre to me, mm -hmm. you know, it's it, like I said, it's a bit surreal. Um, but honestly, I do feel like I have a stronger identity today and, and I haven't even talked to this man, you know, but, but the identity that I've worked on, let me put it this way. The identity that I've worked on for years and years and years has, and, and the way that I worked on it, let me back mm -hmm. up even there to go there. But you know, it's through doing Myers-Briggs tests and disc evaluations and OAD tests and all these personality and, and psychological tests, you know, IQ tests, all of that stuff just to kind of figure out who I am. And I've done that because I didn't have that father-daughter relationship. And today it feels like all of those things were kind of together, but they weren't glued together. And today I feel like they're glued together, mm -hmm. which is in itself a really bizarre feeling. Right, I can imagine, yeah. You know, I feel a wholeness that mm -hmm. I haven't felt before. Mm -hmm. And and with that, I feel less abandoned. Yes. Which is really bizarre. Yes. You know, um, it's, it's strange. I, I think, I think something that we need to remember is that God has said repeatedly in the Bible that we are to take care of the fatherless. And I wanted to read a scripture because that's what we do. Uh, you know, I'm just looking in the, this is Isaiah 1, 17. Learn what it means to do what is good by seeking righteousness and justice which we do when we have a lack of identity mm -hmm. and when we're abandoned. Yes. We're always trying to seek righteousness and justice. 
but it says here also to rescue the oppressed, uphold the rights of the fatherless, and defend the widow's cause. Yes. So, and and this same type of verse is said repeatedly in scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so over and over, we are to take care of the orphans, the widows, the fatherless, right. the, you know. Less fortunate. Right, exactly. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's important, it's important that we do that. And mm-hmm. I've tried to do that as mm-hmm. much as I can in my life, mm-hmm. hoping that the return on that would be that maybe I would find out who my father was, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so we read the word of God, but we also need to do the word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to do what he's telling us to do. Those are his commands to us. Yes. And that's the only way to become healed. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's the only one that will make that permanent healing in there. Yeah, it's difficult. Um, you know, God's common commonness with people, of course, is families. So if you don't have that commonness with a parent, you're going to be lost, if you will. You're, not, you're going to feel disconnected. You're going to go searching for what you're missing. And often you go to all the wrong places. Right. I know there's a book out. I'm sorry, I don't know the author's name. It's called The Father Effect and how important that is. Wow. It's a, I want to get the book. He, it's been out for a couple years now. I believe the movie came out a couple years ago, also right after the book. Wow. It was in our local theater here in SoCal. Yeah. So there's a huge thing that's attached to that. Um, you can't replace it. There's You just can't. Right. There, there really isn't. I mean, other than putting Father God in that, that void, you know, there's nothing you can do. And... Uh, you know, for me, and I know for a lot of people, a lot of people will never be able to find their fathers. Yeah. You know, it's just not going to happen. Or their father passed away or, you know, is, is permanently not going to be in their life. Right. And I had accepted that to be true for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I prayed, Lord, please mm-hmm. let me find my father before I get through this world, you know, before I right. get done with what I'm doing. And right. he answered that prayer. And, and it's just, it's amazing mm-hmm. to, to know that Father God cares so much. He cares so much that even though he knew that he was enough for me, right? he still knew that I wanted to find my real father. Mm-hmm. And, he's, mm-hmm. and he provided that. Yes. And the way that he provided it was so good just divine mm-hmm. you know i mean the connections that he made and the people across across not only our country but all of uh north america you know to to find my father god put other people in action mm-hmm. i didn't have to do anything yes and god is often like that if we leave it in his hands right right yeah. yes yes yeah. so so other than abandonment and rejection and identity and I, and identity, the huge the, part, the big one, um, we really need to talk a little bit more about relationship, mm-hmm. you know, because right now as we're coming out of the church age and we're going into the kingdom age, it's all about kingdom mindedness. It's all about relationship with God, mm-hmm. Jesus, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have relationship, relationship meaning intimacy, meaning 
you you talk to them every day. Right. You know, and and meaning your prayer life becomes more conversational. Mm -hmm. Meaning you hear him and you know that you know that you know that it's his voice. Mm -hmm. You know, he says in in scripture, my sheep hear know my voice. Mm -hmm. In uh, what is that? John ten ish, ten ish. I don't remember exactly, but it's in John ten. Uh, but without that relationship, gosh, and in relationship even goes into covenant. Yeah, we're pretty much stuck. <laughs> we're, uh, yeah, without that, we're kind of sunk. We we are, and we're living. You know, without that relationship with God, we're living a pretty shallow Christian mm -hmm. walk. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're kind of lost. I mean, I think what's difficult is we can't even imagine what the cost was for Jesus on the cross no. at all. However, that cost, that price on the cross was so we could have relationship with Father God. Right. The veil was ripped and torn we can intimately come to him boldly before his throne of grace. Mm -hmm. There's no separation anymore. Obviously sin is a separation, but we're able to confess our sin to one another and, or just to God and be done with it, with the separation. And he's always waiting. He's always there. Our earthly fathers get busy, you know, working, doing other things, uh, you know, maybe not, knowing how to have relationship with their children in general or wife, you know, uh, it's always a growing process for everyone. So we have a lot of stuff to look at there, but I think there's a lot of people that are working really hard at that. Um, and I needed to bring this up. We are also looking forward to the mamas and papas coming on the scene. Yes. The matriarch and patriarchal people who God has chosen yes. for what's coming. Um, it's going to go away from that church structure to the kingdom structure, if you will, to give it a picture. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so. and with the mamas and the papas um, comes a mother's blessing and a father's blessing. Mm -hmm. And when we can bless our children as mothers and fathers, that helps to solidify their identity. Mm-hmm. And so for me, in my walk with the Lord, fairly early on, mm -hmm. I had some people in church, a gentleman, and then uh, later it was a, a lovely woman who actually came up to me and said, can I, can I bless you? Oh, see? Because they knew I didn't have a father mm -hmm. and they knew I didn't, you know, like my mother had passed away. Mm -hmm. So they were they were willing to stand in the gap mm -hmm. and bless me. Mm -hmm. And again, it, when you can do that for someone, when you can do that for a child, when you can do that for someone who's just plain hurting, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think it really, you know, again, it brings it, I think it draws you closer to God when you're blessed, you know, by a mom or by a dad. Mm -hmm. Um, so I encourage anyone who has not had a mother's or father's mm -hmm. blessing to go find one. There are plenty of them on the internet. Yes. Make sure it's a good one and have someone read it for you. You know, have, have someone that you respect 
read that blessing over you mm-hmm. and it will heal. Yes. It will deliver. Mm-hmm. And and that that God-shaped hole gets a little bit smaller. Smaller, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, I, I think too, I want to bring up, I'm going to put this on the website. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, the Lord gave me a word and it's in one of my books. I don't remember which one, but it's, uh, it's a word for the fatherless generation. This has been rampant in our society, which people like to ignore, but God has a special place for you. (laughs) Yes. And he very much is going to bless and take care of and deliver and heal this generation. But here was what he told me. This to me was like the cherry on top with all the icing and all the things you can imagine. He had to have a fatherless generation to imprint his image on them because we have walked so far away from family and godly principles and his design. So I think I'm going to put that up in a blog post on our hardwiredforlife.com so people can read it. That'd be wonderful. And he gave it to me about, gosh, I think in 2013, uh, because they've been through a lot without a family. You know, they've had no, that's our design. That's why gangs exist. There's no family. That's right. They purposely create a group to be strong together because they have no father. There's no family unit going on specifically with a father. Right. So if you're ever afraid of a gang, that's why they're there. That's why they exist. exist. Uh, So I just think that, you know, don't despair. Absolutely. There is hope. Yes. And that's what you were going to talk about, I believe too. Yeah. You know, I just, there's, I mean, my story, obviously there's hope in my story, you know, and I have hope for the future that I can connect with my father. And, you know, I discovered that he's only a state away from us. Mm, There we go. You know, he's 886 miles away and, and that's not too far, you know? And so I'm, I'm excited. I'm scared you know, for the future, but I've got that hope and I have that hope because of God, because if God orchestrated this whole thing so far, so far, he has a plan Mm -hmm. and, uh, I am totally willing to, you know, to, to reach out and do whatever God wants me to do. I'm actually kind of waiting right now because I have, you know, being in a little shock, I've had to kind of take a couple steps back and go, okay, let's be wise about this. You know, let's just relax. <laughs> just receive the fact that you know who your father is, uh, you know, that kind of thing. But with this kingdom age, I believe that people are going to start walking out their salvation through the word of God. And because of that, they will start to help the fatherless generation. Mm -hmm. And that gives me hope, Mm -hmm. you know, that I know God is moving and I know that his heart is for all of us to understand who he is on a greater level and to have that family relationship. So I am excited. I'm really excited. And I believe that for any of us that have been hurting, 
because I do feel like there are some people listening who are hurting, have been hurting about, about being fatherless. And I just want to say to you that just put God in that place. If you just put God in that place as your father, and I'm talking like, talk to him daily. Talk to him just like you would if your father was standing there. Mm-hmm. And and go to him with your problems and ask him for help. And, you know, like build that relationship of intimacy with him. And, you know, life becomes more whole. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. It It's inevitable. Yeah, we can't do it without him. Okay, so this is weird. We've had, we've been talking for... 28 minutes now mm-hmm. and I have neglected to mention love oh my oh my isn't that our biggest command mm-hmm. right we're supposed to love God and we're supposed to love others as we love ourselves mm-hmm. and so uh, it yeah well and the identity should be in Jesus in God so, you know, our parents, and I'm going to say it like this too, our parents are our pointers to God. They're supposed to nurture us and keep us safe. And then eventually, and, and as we grow, po- keep pointing us toward God. Right. They can't be our idols either. Correct. It shouldn't be all about them. Eventually, you know, they need to come into our world. That's what I did with my kids. I went into their world. Sure. Uh, but the love, yeah, we can't, we can't live without it. We can't have relationship without it. No. We can't know who we are without love. Love is, I mean, it's everything. And even in that brokenness of uh, the family unit, we still can have love and learn love, love ourselves, get healed so we can love other people and love ourselves. Exactly. And I was just going to say, it's like the, one of the biggest challenges. Yeah, of it life. is. Yeah, and it's and it's the two greatest commandments. Yeah. If you keep those two, you've fulfilled all of the law. Yes, I said that word, <laughs> meaning Torah, which actually means teaching, by the way, not legalism. So when you've done those two commandments, you have fulfilled it all. Right. And that's what Jesus came to do. He came to teach us how to walk out the Torah in love, his word in love, which is Jesus. Following Jesus, it's not that hard. Yes. You would think. I know. We're human, <laughs> darn it. I know. There's that old human condition that we deal with on a daily basis. Not an excuse. Uh, yeah, but it's not an excuse. It's exactly. an identifiable problem. It is an issue. Uh, <laughs> however, yeah, we got to get past it and over it and mm-hmm. just move on to the love factor. factor. Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> we See? always call it the love factor. Yeah. The important part. The actual seed and everything. And I I feel impressed to mention also that, you know, sometimes we have mothers and fathers that we are disconnected with. You know, we don't like them. They don't like us. Maybe you don't even communicate with them anymore. Um, you know, I mean, again, that's stuff happens in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I encourage forgiveness in that situation and forgiveness means that you're being loving, you know, you, you're giving grace to their weakness exactly. or yours or yours. Exactly. And so that, 
that lack of relationship with, with your biological or adoptive parents uh, is something that is important. I mean, remember what Jesus last said on the cross, or not last, but, you know, what he said to John about this is your mother, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, he was, he was telling his, basically his best friend mm-hmm. to now take care of his mother. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I mean, when Jesus talks, we should listen, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so, and as an, as an orphan, I have, well, I guess I'm not an orphan now, ah! <laughs> but, um, I have often when people say, oh, I don't talk to my mother or I don't talk to my father. I just want to slap them, mm-hmm. you know, because there's. I mean, I know life's hard. It's hard. There are things that may seem unforgivable and, and they're definitely not unforgettable, but you know, to, to have a parent that is alive is, I mean, every orphan is jealous of that, Mm -hmm. you know, just that fact. And so we, we just get like, could you just tell them you forgive them? You know, could you just rebuild that relationship? You know, we've been given the spirit of reconciliation. Yes. So, and, and we know that all things are possible. So, so trying to have a relationship with, with a, an estranged parent mm-hmm. or child, mm-hmm. um, I think is, is an important endeavor. Mm-hmm. It, it's an important prayer for sure. Mm-hmm. And there's many stories where the parent, if the parent is waiting for the child to, to come back around mm-hmm. kind of a thing, you just keep praying. That's right. And it does happen. I've heard many, many, many good stories. Yep. You know, there's been reconciliation. It's not impossible. Basically, either party has to take the high road, if you will. And it's, as Carrie and Jeff would say, it's not about you. And you lose your right to be right when you're loving. That's right. You you suck it up because it's really not that important. Right. So, well, And if it hurts, give it to God. Yeah. It's not about who's wrong and right. Just reconnect and we know this well this is a pretty hard subject for a lot of people it has been in my life it has been in Sharon's life mm-hmm. uh, in different ways mm-hmm. but um, we just encourage you that there is hope and and all things are possible and God loves you mm-hmm. deeply yes more than you can ever understand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yep. wow that's a lot that was a lot <laughs> I love it. But necessary. That's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, email us. Any comments, questions, concerns, thoughts, you know, um, we would love to hear your stories. Absolutely. And with that, spread the word. Be you, share you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please visit our website at hardwiredforlife.com. Production and editing done in-house at Hardwired for Life. Music by Alexander Nakaranda at Degenerate Blues.